Chapter 1 of Paul the Dauntless. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by David Leeson. Paul the Dauntless by Basil Joseph Matthews. Chapter 1 The Tribe of the Youngest Son. What shall we call him? The question that all the mothers in the world have asked would leap to this mother's lips as the father stooped to take his first look at his baby son. The father was proud that he himself belonged to the tribe of the youngest son, the tribe that gave the first warrior king to his nation. All the hot passion for his country and people would burn in him as he thought of his own tribe of Benjamin, and how, out of that smallest of the tribes of Israel, and from the least of all the families of the tribe, the great soldier King Saul had been chosen to be the first monarch they ever had. A young man and a goodly, from his shoulders and upward he was higher than any of the people. If only this boy, this baby here, might grow up to stand erect like Saul, a king among the people, in any case he should bear the name of the king of the tribe of the youngest son. We will call him Saul, said the father. Saul was his first name, the name his father and mother would use at home. Saul was the name they spoke to the priest when he was carried, a baby only eight days old, to the synagogue where the priest took a knife and made that cut which all Jewish baby boys were to bear to separate them from the other nations on the earth. Through the little window, high up in the wall, which let the sunlight into the cool, quiet room where the mother and the boy lay, the sounds of the city floated in. The slow tinkle of the bells on the silent, passing camels, which had come down the pass through the mountains to Tarsus, and were carrying their loads down to the harbor quay, the hoarse cry of the drivers, the quick light steps of the droves of laden donkeys, the laughter of the university students as they strolled down to the gymnasium by the river, the clink of the armor of the passing Roman soldier. Saul's father did not need that last sound to remind him of something of which he was almost as proud as he was of his own sonship in the tribe of Benjamin, that he was a Roman citizen, a citizen especially of the far-spreading Roman free city of Tarsus, his young son, who, when he grew up, would be able to say, Civis Romanus Sum, must therefore have a Roman as well as a Jewish name. They gave him for his Roman name, Paul. While the baby Saul was learning to walk, another Jewish boy, far away southward and across the sea, was growing up in a village among the hills. Barefoot and bareheaded, with a linen tunic girdled at the waist, he ran in and out of the carpenter's workshop, where Joseph made plows and yokes for the oxen of Nazareth, and he trotted alongside his mother as she walked to the village well, balancing the earthenware water-pot upon her head. Saul of Tarsus, the city boy, and Jesus, the peasant's son of Nazareth, were as different from one another as boys could be, and, so far as we can know, they never met one another before the death of Jesus. Yet even at the beginning of the life of Saul we must think of Jesus, for a day was to be when the coming of Jesus into the life of Saul was to change the whole history of the world. End of chapter 1